Welcome back, everyone, to a Monday Slab Stocks Live, to another Monday Slab Stocks Live. Um, I am Nate. I have, of course, I'm not Aaron. Aaron usually leads these things. I am not Aaron. Um, and Aaron is not here. Instead, we have his padre, his father, Papa Slab, aka Jeff, in the house, repping the brand. And uh, number one, first and foremost, welcome. Hey, Nate. Thank you for having me. I am sitting in Aaron's hot seat. I think this is a first. Kind of exciting. Yeah. Uh, we will uh, We will have to spend some time bashing on Aaron, as I like to do. We can both do that now. He's not here to defend himself. And uh, <clears throat> we'll have a good show. So for those of you that are wondering what the show is about today, um, I did not realize that the upcoming was in the corner, so you can't see what it says in the in the uh, lead screen here, but it is sports card trivia. So we are back with some trivia questions, and it is going to be 11 questions. I came up with 11 different questions. Some are easy. Some are a little bit more difficult, um, but I would say none of them are absurd. And I think last time I did this, I came up with some very absurd ones that are like nigh impossible to answer. And so I tried to avoid that. So we have 11 easy to moderate questions today, which should be a good time, lead to some discussion, yada, yada, yada. Well, Nate, they're, they're awesome questions. I had a chance to preview them, and uh, yeah, they challenged me. I don't know if they'll challenge this audience, you know, who has uh, deep knowledge, but they did challenge me. I, I kind of feel like, you know, did you ever go to take – take your kid to work day with your mom or dad over the years? Um, Never with my mom working in a hospital, but uh, with my dad a few times I ended up in there in his office. Well, now you know how I feel sitting here. I kind of feel like take your dad to work day, you know? So it's kind of cool. And you've, uh, you've gotten to do this with Aaron, right? And now you get to do it with me and it's a full circle. I do. And Nate, we've known each other for a long time. So I'm going to start, I, I'm since I'm in this seat, I get a chance to kind of grill you a little bit. So I don't okay. know if you're prepared for that or not. But, I, uh, I am always prepared. All right. I know you are. So let's start with this one. I get a chance to edit your writing in the Daily Slab, and I'm sure everybody knows what the Daily Slab is, right? Our daily e-newsletter that comes out. And uh, Nate, you're a very colorful writer, but you've depressed me lately. Because you have me convinced that I will never see another 700 home run hitter in my lifetime. I don't even know if you're convinced that you're going to see one in your lifetime. So uh, what gives? Tell me a little bit why uh, I should uh, savor that YouTube video of watching Albert Pujols in his joy running the base after that two home run game, which was awesome. It was Yes. Awesome. So, well, for starters, every player that's up right now, had to deal with a COVID shortened season. Um, and some of the guys that you that seemed like they would have a shot at it, Juan Soto, Ronald Acuna, um, guys like that, they've dealt with either injuries or poor production the last couple of years. And if you're not having great production in your 20s consistently all the time, um, by the time you hit your late 30s, you're still not going to be on pace. Another guy like Mike Trout, he was going to be, uh, <clears throat> you know, one of those guys that could maybe 
maybe get close to 700. And then he dealt with injuries and injuries and injuries and injuries. And yeah, so like some of those guys, the young guys, it's, it's one of those things. Um, some other guys, you know, Jordan Alvarez, he is two home runs away from a hundred in his career. He's a big home run hitter, but he's 25 this year. He didn't come up, uh, early and 2020 only played two games. And these last two years, 87 games his first year, 144 last year, 128. And so for me, I don't think guys are going to be playing enough games. Um, the young guys with COVID and everything, you know, they had a chance, probably not anymore. And then I don't think the other guys coming up after this are going to play 162 games every single season to be able to get the sheer numbers. Because if we look up Albert Pujols', uh, Albert Pujols stats, like Jordan is going to – come up short of 150 games two years in a row. That's 12 missed games in a year. Um, Albert Pujols played 161, 157, 157, 154, 161 through his age 25 season, barely missing any games. 143, 158, 148, 160, 159, 147, 154. Um, the lowest amount of games he played in his first 11 years in the league was 143 games and he only played under 153 times. Wow. Um, he also, age 34, 35, 36, he played over 150 games. 37, he played almost 150 at 149. So it's just one of those things where it's consistency, and I just don't know if nowadays with the managers that are around, they don't want to play their stars every day. They want to give them rest. So that's like built in, you know, 12 extra off days a year, you get to 150. You have a nagging injury. That's an extra five, six games off. Most guys go through nagging injuries and they don't play instead of getting, instead of the pools, the Prince Fielders of the world that would play every day, no matter what, even if they weren't healthy. And so at the end of the year, if each of these guys is missing, say, 20 games a year, um, you add that up over a 20, a 20 year career, that's 400 games. That's over two seasons of games where they don't get any stats. Yeah, and so for me, I, I, yeah, I just don't think they're going to be playing enough to get to that number. There you go. So you depressed me, man. <laughs> My bad. I'm kidding. No, that, that was a great show this weekend, though. That was awesome. All right. Second, second grill for you. First of all, congratulations on your Tua call. I've been listening to you talk about him for quite a while. And uh, so when uh, – when I saw the game, right, Miami versus the Bills, I'm like, I got to pay attention to this game and see if Nate's right, you know. So uh, two questions for you. First of all, was Tua knocked out or was it actually a back injury when he got up staggering? <laughs> they pulled him from the game and then he comes back in. What do you think? Um, so that was what Tua said. He said his back locked up on him. I've seen quite a few people that get concussed, get up, and then stumble around. And that's what it looked like to me. I mean, maybe, maybe he got up and all of a sudden his back's like, oh, yeah, and uh, he can't, he can't move, but I don't buy it. I bet he was probably concussed. And I bet uh, the Dolphins are probably going to get in trouble for putting him back in that game. Interesting. It's almost Brett Favre-esque though, you know? Mm -hmm. It that was. one time when he got absolutely obliterated and then came back in and threw a touchdown to, like, Al Ferguson or something. <laughs> Crazy. Spitting blood comes back in. Amazing. Uh, all right. But you know you know what the big question is. Is the butt fumble going to be surpassed by the butt punt 
What do you think? Oh, so I forget the uh, I forget the punter's name now. I heard it a million times on ESPN. It was big um, news. number twenty. <clears throat> I think it was number twenty for the Colts. Just kept backing up. It, was it Morstead or something like that? Um, yeah, it was a Miami up. game. I went back and looked. It was Miami versus the it Bills. It was Miami. Yep. Okay. Oh, man. I watched it a million times this morning. All I can say is number 20, that was um, – I think he's the guy that hikes the ball. Uh, he just kept backing up. <laughs> Nobody was touching him. He just kept backing up, backing right up into the punter. Like, what was, what was the punter supposed to do? That was as absurd as it gets um, between him – and that being a safety and then Jimmy Garoppolo stepping out back of the end zone for a safety, which actually ended up working in the 49ers favor because he ended up throwing a pick on that play after he stepped out. That was would have been returned for a touchdown. So yeah. they ended up actually saving themselves five points by stepping back. But two of the more absurd uh, safeties I've ever seen. I think if I heard it right, that was a first in NFL history. The the, the, butt, the punt. butt punt safety? Yeah. I I would have to imagine. Second of all, Miami probably should have lost that game oh, based yeah. on that whole debacle. And somehow, even worse than that, Buffalo mismanages the clock like crazy down at the end. And, and at the it, end right? of the first half. First half, Josh Allen uh, fumbled the snap on the spike to stop the clock to be able to kick a field goal. And oh, so they man. then he then chucked it out to Josh Allen or to Stephon Diggs wide and Diggs couldn't get out of bounds. So they they muffed that opportunity for a field goal away also, and they only lost by two. Yeah. Pretty it was terrible. interesting, no doubt. Interesting game, entertaining for sure. Well, should we uh get into the live here? Let's do it. I, I know you worked hard on this, so let's get the All conversation right. going. Make sure uh we get some good answers. Hello to uh, Jordan. Thank you very much. Appreciate the welcome. Shout out, Shout out Jordan. Always here. And we met him at the National. Great guy. Um, so PWCC, real quick, PWCC podium today. Um, have three quarterbacks on here. Tua, obviously a stud. Uh, Tom Brady, less of a stud. Lost this weekend. Trash. And then Trevor Lawrence uh, with an absolute dominant win against the Chargers this weekend in which it's amazing how you get decent coaching in there and you get all those high draft picks. And then a quarterback that was like as highly touted as anybody since like, I don't know, Andrew Luck. And all of a sudden you're starting to win games and you're winning them. Uh, they won that one handily. And so you got Tua at $18,600 for the stars and stripes. Um, NT stars and stripes uh, out of 20 BGS 8.5. The Tom Brady for 16200 that is the 2,000 playoff contenders auto PSA 4, the lowest um, sale or the lowest graded card that's ever been sold. PSA 4, it's sold a couple times. And then also the Trevor Lawrence stars, NT Stars and Stripes out of 25, not 20 like the Tua, BGS 8.5 that sold also for 16200 So we asked um, Instagram best bang for the buck. And 61% said Tom Brady contenders, and it's hard to argue. I get that it's a PSA 4, but you're talking about a Tua who's had three, you know, a great start to the season, and it was, has been good when he's in there, but hasn't always been in there. 
And then Trevor Lawrence, who was terrible last year and has pretty much had two good games in his career in the last two games. Or you have Tom Brady. I mean, good games in their careers. I don't even know if you if you add those together, if it amounts to the amount of Super Bowls Tom Brady's appeared in. Yeah, for sure. That PSA 4 is shocking to look at, though. Isn't it for that kind of money? If I mean... This is truly one of those by the card, not the grade. Like if you want a Tom Brady contenders auto, there's not that many. And uh, you can get one that's a PSA four for a fraction of the price of other ones. I mean, I, if, if I was a Patriots fan or a Tom Brady fan and I had that money, I would do it. Hello to Gabriel. Appreciate the highs. Uh, That's awesome. Um, Hey, you know what though? As a Packer fan, I'll tell you, I was sweating it out when uh, Packers left the door open for Brady. I was just waiting for another one of those Brady miracles. You know, we saw three picks in a, a playoff game, and he still and wins, still right? Won. I was well. We can, we can. Kevin King is no longer on the team. If Kevin King was a Packer, we would have lost that game for sure, just, <laughs> just because. Because Kevin King was the sole reason we didn't end up in the Super Bowl. Uh, what was that? Two years ago? Yeah. Three years ago. Yep. There's so many you can go back to. The reason we weren't in the Super Bowl. Yep. It's it, it generally comes down to like one dude was terrible that day. One play. Next up is our trender up, trender down. And um, one of these, both of these kind of hurt as a Milwaukee fan. Albert Pools, of course, is the up trender and his 2001 SP Authentic uh, number to 1250 BGS-10. Sold for $9,300 yesterday on the PWCC um, weekly auction. That was a 29% increase in three weeks. Uh, one sold on gold in a couple weeks ago um, for 29% less. And then the trender down was this Giannis Court, 2013 Court Kings Next Day Auto. Next Day Autos are, of course, some of the nicest autos, um, rookie autos you can get, and especially on card. And BGS 9.5 sold for $11,100 which is a 28% downswing in six months. Um, Not 100% sure what's going on there outside of the fact that, you know, BGS 9.5 could have had to do with um, the subgrades or maybe it's just, you know, no basketball news is no basketball news and there's a drop there. But 28% is pretty significant for that nice of a card. And so, um, but our question to Instagram was, is it time to buy or sell pool holes? And I don't know what the chat thinks, but 76% of the Instagram community said sell as opposed to buy. And I do appreciate that they said that because, yes, Pools is amazing. Yes, he is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yes, he just hit 700 home runs. But you will likely be able to buy this exact same card, you know, for cheaper three months from now. So if you really want it, I would buy it then. You know, Nate, I totally agree with you. You know, I should have listened to you a long time ago because your selling advice is always spot on. And uh, I've tended to hang on to things much too long. And then in the long run, I'm just like, oh, geez, I should have sold when the hype was there, you know, versus, you know, hanging on and just thinking you could sit on it forever. So yeah. I like your your philosophy of taking profit when it's there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's buying back, you know. Yeah, that's my number one goal is if I am making profit, 
Just take it. I mean, yes. Could I make more in the future on certain guys? Probably. Um, and in some cases, I definitely could have. I sold a Vlad Tops Chrome Sapphire for $1,750. Two sales after mine, it sold for $3,000. You know, but one of those things where if you're taking profit, you can't be upset. And then you don't run into situations where you're losing money. Yep. Good advice. Uh, Looks like they agree with you too. They they do, and I I am thrilled. I am thrilled that they do because that means seventy six percent of people are not realistically losing a ton of money. And then lastly, we've got our little budget section. We talk a lot about high price cards on PWCC auctions, but you can get some nice nice cards for cheap. Um, the Lamelo Ball, the Spectra Lamelo Celestial, right there. PSA 8, I believe, was is out of 99. That sold for $120. The Phoenix Rookie Rising Green of Mac Jones, PSA 9, is out of 25. That sold for $46. <clears throat> the Bukai Osaka um, Blue Shimmer from Merlin, SGC 9.5, which I believe is out of 75, but don't quote me on that, sold for 112 I mean, that's three different numbered cards, three different um, uh, from three different products, of three different major players for $120 or under. Then you have the Cristiano Ronaldo Treble, 2018 Treble, uh, New Sensations Red. I do forget what that's numbered out of. PSA 8, that sold for 81. Jason Dominguez Blue Mojo out of 150. PSA 9, that sold for 105. And the LeBron James 2021 Revolution Cubic out of 50. SGC 9, that sold for $79. Um, so I... I can't remember the Cristiano Ronaldo number, but I'm pretty sure all of these are numbered and they all sold for under 120 bucks. So if you're a fan of a team and you want a player, PWCC is still the place to go. Find some cheap cards and you can get some pretty cool stuff numbered uh, for relatively cheap. Yeah, I appreciate you guys digging for these, you know, and kind of showing some of the stuff that's out there. You know, I read the Instagram post that you wrote up today on the, the PWCC weekly auction. And one of your last words of advice in there is hang out at, at PWCC weekly auction to get a couple, you know, good uh, lower price snipes out there. Uh, so what's your advice? How do you do it? You know I mean? Every time I go out there, I either get outbid or, uh, or I get stuck with paying way more than I wanted to. <laughs> um, I don't really have advice. Honestly, it's sometimes it just comes down to straight luck. You know, you, uh, you find the cards you want, put in numbers you're comfortable with. A decent chunk of the time, you're going to get outbid. That happens. And then every once in a while, you're going to, you're going to find a steal and it's going to be the most amazing feeling in the entire world. Usually your fists with, are flying when you get one, I think. That's what I did that with Francisco Alvarez or, or yeah, Francisco Alvarez a couple weeks ago, Mets catching prospect. Uh, Bowman Chrome Auto PSA 10. It was electric. And also, welcome, Global. Welcome, Will. Uh, welcome, Gabriel and Bazooka Tom. Bazooka Tom, the new owner of the sweetest uh, Soka um, one-of-one sketch card I've ever seen. Kind of looks like a blank slate. If you guys know the blank slate cards, you know, LaMelo or LeBron or anything like that, it has that feeling super, 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 super cool. And he pulled that last night, and he shared it with me today. And it was legitimately probably the coolest Star Wars sketch I've ever seen. 
Outside nice. of the Darth Maul. Congrats to you, Bazooka Tom. If Nate likes it, I know it's cool. It, it was it was very cool. And it doesn't hurt that it's Ahsoka because she's going to be obviously playing a major role in upcoming Star Wars. Uh, everything Star Wars, which is awesome. All right, should we get on to trivia? Let's do it. All right. Um, and just a reminder, I cannot see the chat, Mr. Noak. So if you can, uh, if you see anything interesting, feel free oh. to shout it out. All right. I didn't realize that. Um, I can, well, I can see the chat when I'm on StreamYard, but when I'm on the controlling gotcha. the uh, slideshow, I can't. All right. Sports card trivia. Uh, fun little fact. It is sports card trivia, but there is some non-sports card trivia in here. So uh, sl slightly a lie. <laughs> But we're going to start off with some football trivia. This player has the longest passing completion and the longest rushing attempt on the year. Same player. Who is it? So we'll give we'll give the chat some time to guess. Um, obviously, it can only be so many names. But uh, I will say, when we were through three games, I was not expecting this. Having figured it out, I was very impressed. Um, it is this guy's world, and we are just living in it. I was off when I looked at this one. And when, I, when Kirk Cousins first came to mind, I knew I was way off. <laughs> Kirk Cousins, the longest rushing attempt. If it's past <laughs> 10 yards, I'd be shocked. <clears throat> so we've got three guesses. Jordan says Lamar. Trey says Hertz. Will says Lamar. And two of you are correct. It is Lamar Jackson. So he has had a 75-yard pass and a 79-yard run this year. And obviously it's a it's become more difficult to have longer than a 75-yard pass nowadays with touchbacks being put at the 25. Um, but nonetheless. Through three games, having a 75-yard pass and a 79-yard run is insane. He also has 10 touchdowns on the season. <clears throat> he has only two interceptions. Um, his passer rating is tops in the NFL at 119. I mean, his touchdowns is tops in the NFL at 10, I believe. He has the longest run of any quarterback. He has the longest passing touchdown of any quarterback. Uh, the dude has been insane. And along with that, just straight up rushing yards, he's third in or fourth in the NFL, tied for fourth with Christian McCaffrey in rushing yards in the NFL with 243. Wow. So is this the year that Lamar gets the respect he deserves? And I don't know. Have you been looking at his card market? I mean, has it been showing it? Um, I have not. I have not looked at his card market. I maybe that would be a good thing to do for a trender today. Um, I did see his concourse PSA nine silver PSA nine had been trending up in the last week um, more than I think any other football card. So it has been on the move at least for something as I don't want to say minuscule, but that's not the most expensive card in the world um, as that. And I got to imagine other Lamar Jackson cards are up. Uh, he has been on a whole nother level and it hasn't been like he's just been playing um, bum teams. I mean, he played, you know, he played the Dolphins last week type of thing 
who are a very yeah. good team. And they played the uh, Patriots this week, which say what you will, it's still Bel- Bel- Bill Belichick on that sideline. Uh, and anytime you have Bill Belichick, that is that is uh, a good team to be facing. Well, he deserves it. I mean, the guy plays. I also saw, don't quote me on this stat because it was a brief thing I saw on Twitter, but I believe I saw <coughs> that he ha- now has four games where he has three-plus passing touchdowns and 100-plus yards rushing in the same game, which is an NFL record. Wow. Very so good. A whole, a whole nother level. All right. <clears throat> Question two. This should be pretty easy. Who has the lowest passer rating of any qualified starter in the NFL? You talking career or season or season? Sorry. So 2022 season, who has the lowest passer rating of any qualified NFL starter? Dak Prescott does not count. He only played a portion of the first game. Otherwise, it would be him. Gotcha. And not not necessarily um, well of all starters, and they have to be qualified. So it's not going to be it's not going to be you know uh, the anybody from the Cowboys essentially. So we've got Baker, we've got Justin Fields, we've got Matt Ryan, we've got Baker or Flacco, we got Mitch. I will tell you guys, one of you is correct. Which one is the question, but one of you is correct. It has been named and uh, not seeing any other names come in from the bench is correct. Justin Fields has a passer rating of exactly 50 on the season. Um. That is not going to get it done. He, of course, only had 11 passes last week against the Packers, one of which went for an interception. So that hasn't been good. Um, And the guys below him, you've got Teddy Bridgewater, who's only thrown two passes. Case Keenum, thrown two passes. Tommy Townsend, who's thrown one. I believe that's their punter or their kicker, uh, the Chiefs. Malik Willis, who has thrown four passes. And then Dak Prescott at 47%, but he only threw 29 passes in that first game. Uh, And then you have Justin Fields at 50, and then Trey Lance at 55. And then Mac Jones Jones is the next lowest at 76. So it has not been a good showing. Davis Mills, 77. It has not been a good showing for 2021 rookie QEs. And, of course, Zach Wilson has not played yet. You know, you got all these good young quarterbacks who everybody was grabbing up, right, before the season. And now it feels like things are shaking out. Three games in, things are shaking out, right? Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's one of those scary things. Is you have that many, you have that many QBs. And uh, for 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 Jim, because uh, he he said Baker, I I I didn't I didn't go far enough. Baker is at an eighty passer rating. Uh, slightly ahead of Jameis Winston at 79 and Joe Flacco at 77. Um, <clears throat> but uh, you had so many rookie QBs in that 2021 draft class, and everyone's like, well, somebody, you know, 
couple people have to pan out. And of course, you expect Trevor Lawrence, one of the highest rated QB prospects since Andrew Luck to pan out. Like that's just a given. So then after that, it's, you know, Zach Wilson played at BYU. Uh, Trey Lance played in North Dakota, North Dakota, you know, and so it's it's kind of Mac Jones, <clears throat> Alabama, yes, but uh, outside of now two and Hurts this year, like when's the last time an Alabama quarterback did well in the NFL? And so there was there was some red flags all over the place, but that did not stop investors from being like, there's going to be somebody else good in here, and so far they've all been bad. Now, Zach Wilson, we will see, but he was by far the worst rookie QB last year. He hasn't played this year. We will find out how he does. I'm not expecting big things from him whatsoever. And it could be number one pick, great. The next five QBs drafted with Wilson, Lance, Fields, Jones, um, or six QBs, Kellen Mond and Davis Mills. It could be a bloodbath. So we we will see. I am I am secretly because I'm a big baseball guy and I just find the NFL market absurd. Uh, secretly, I don't hate this outcome because I think maybe it will cause people to be a little bit more hesitant when investing in QB prospects uh, in the years to come. We'll see. So Jim says Archie Manning's son will be good. They paid Texas. I saw Texas paid. Texas, the school paid $230,000 for his official visit. Him oh, and nine wow. other him and nine other guys came, uh, were on the visit. Yes. But, you know, it's Archie. It's Archie Manning's visit uh, or Cooper Manning's visit. And. Um, uh, <clears throat> it's definitely one of those things where. All of these schools are going to be pulling out all the stops to get him. And $230,000 is probably not the most we're going to see by the time it's all said and done. Jim, I was chuckling when you said Archie Manning's son will be good. And I wanted to see if Nate would pick up on that, but (laughs) it is Cooper Manning's son. Um, Trivia trivia back at you, Nate. Cooper's the one that uh, did not play. Did he get injured? Is that why he didn't play in the NFL? Or is he just not good at football? I can't remember. I feel like I remember something about him getting injured, which is why he's the one of the three Manning brothers that didn't, didn't play. All I know is he's the one who didn't play. Maybe somebody out there does know the story behind it, and they'll share. Yeah. That would be ideal. All I know. All right. I mean, Aaron and I like watching Texas football, so uh, we're kind of excited. I mean, we're excited to see what happens with that one. Correct. And two out of three, yeah. You you put <laughs> it's like it's like Lavar Ball, you know. People bash Lavar Ball. You put two sons firmly in the NFL or in the NBA, and a third, uh, you know, borderline occasionally. Like that's impressive. Or with the Attentacumpos, um, though I do think Giannis is probably the only one that deserves to be there, and the others get there because of Giannis. Um, but you have two sons. Uh... Oh. There you go. Cooper Manning had congenital uh, spinal stenosis, so prone to uh, spinal cord injury. Peg Junk says he blew out his knee. Could have done both. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, you, you put two sons in the NFL. Pretty impressive. 
So we shouldn't, right. just, shouldn't just consider him a, a bad football player. <laughs> Correct. Well, that was my question. Was he injured or was he just bad? Right. The answer is injured. Um, which 2021 rookie QB has the highest passer? Yeah, highest passer rating this season. This goes back this, to the previous discussion. This, yeah, and that's why I did it. Uh, with Justin Fields' last question, I figured we'd throw in a really easy one. This question, and uh, we don't need to spend much time on this. This is quite easy. If you've watched football this year, you will know this answer. Uh, it is, of course, Trevor Lawrence at 103.1. And <clears throat> a fun little fact about Trevor Lawrence's 103.1 is that <coughs> also puts him in the top 10 of qualified passers behind Lamar, Tua, Patrick, Josh, Jalen. So one, two, three, four, five guys. He is sixth in the NFL in passer rating. Pretty stinking impressive considering the guys in front of him are Either A, uh, guys that are, have won MVPs, Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes, or expected to win an MVP in Josh Allen, or the two brightest young quarterback surprises of the season in Tua and Jalen Hurts. So definitely keeping really, really good company in the early going. No, it's good. I, I feel I'm happy for him. Uh, it was a terrible uh, season he had to walk into last year and just a bad situation. So I'm glad to see he's playing well. And it looks like everybody was pretty unanimous on that one, Nate. You didn't stump them that time. No. Tell you what stumps me. Colin Coward said today that Jalen Hurts is progressing along just like Josh Allen did. Woo, that is a take. Colin Coward has had some takes. He's you generally he's generally uh, somebody I do not uh, listen to because he his whole job is to just say ridiculous things just to get reactions. So he gets clicks, but that is pretty bad. Uh, never compare Jalen Hurts to Josh Allen. That's what I would say. All right, next question. <clears throat> now, this is, a, this is a question I would not have known without looking it up, so I put it in here. This player currently leads the NFL in sacks, and fun little fact, he doesn't have any cards. Hmm. That's a cool fact. So I uh, not being uber in tune with uh, other teams defenses. I'd never even heard of this guy, but he leads the NFL in sacks. I was excited because I had the right team, wrong player. So I got halfway there. Is the wrong player currently injured out for the year? Uh, True. Um, so will a, a, and a quick, a quick little, a quick little thing here. It is not Micah Parsons, but you are correct. Um, he has not played his third game. It easily could be Micah Parsons by tonight. Without a doubt. It could be Micah Parsons tonight pretty easily, but you are supposed to be guessing the, the question in the, uh, <coughs> in the chat. Definitely. Um, please give your guess. Uh, so it is, it is not Micah Parsons, uh, but I'm guessing he will get a sack tonight and and be the lead. And it is not Hendrickson. 
Trey Hendrickson has two and a half. The league leader has four and a half. There it is. Alex 20 gets it. It is, in fact, Alex Highsmith. I had never heard of this guy. He was a third-round pick a couple years ago. I had never heard of him. TJ Watt gets injured. Alex Highsmith stepping in with four and a half sacks. Just absolutely bonkers. I don't know what the Steelers do, but they're always churning out defensive stars year in, year out for as long as I can remember. Um, and Alex Highsmith at four and a half. He had three in the first game, one and a half yesterday. Now, it doesn't help them win because obviously their quarterback situation is terrible, but still cool that you can lose uh, TJ Watt and you still might, <clears throat> you might end the year with the guy with the most sacks, but I'm going to, I would put all my money on that being Micah Parsons as long as he stays healthy. We shall see. Oh, yeah. Oh, and I, I heard an interview with Micah Parsons today. Super nice guy. Also very humble. Shockingly humble for a guy who's that good. Quality points. Yep. All right. This sixth-year running back currently has the largest quarterly percentage change of any NFL player um, for any card that is tracked on card ladder. Uh, minimum grade nine and above. So I know that's a lot there, but uh, I'll say it again. This six-year running back currently has the largest quarterly percentage change on card ladder of any NFL player, um, and the card has to be graded nine or above. Question one is, who is the player? Question two, bonus question is, what is the card? Uh, you can just give – you don't have to say, like, PSA 9, PSA 10, but if you wanted to say um, Prism Silver or – optic purple or stars or something like that. You let me know. So we've got Saquon. I don't want to give Texas. out any hints on this yet. Derek Henry. Um, I can give out some hints if people need it. I was hoping that the sixth year running back would be the uh, enough of a hint where it narrows down the field enough. Um, we shall see. <clears throat> Derrick Henry is too old, and uh, Saquon is too young, I believe. Wait, uh, no, Saquon might be right, the right age. He's definitely... Uh, 2018? Was Saquon 2018? I think Saquon might have been 2018. We're looking for 2017, Petty Mahomes year. So I got, I got a hint. But you, you got to know a little bit about us at Slab Stocks to get it. But I was super bummed I got this wrong. <laughs> oh, that is a tough scene. That is a tough scene for you. Um, we are getting closer with the Dalvin Cook guess. And I will give you an answer. It is a Prism Silver. But we are closer with the Dalvin Cook guess. I, I will say that much. I won't say why we are closer but we are closer. No, we're a little warm with the Melvin Gordon guess too. There, we were a little warm with the Melvin Gordon guess, and there it is. <clears throat> Jordan got it. Aaron Jones, if you can uh, believe congrats. that. Aaron Jones, 304% growth on his 2017 Prism Silver PSA 9 in the last three months. Started at $14.59, 
rose to $59 um, June 28th to September 20th. So <clears throat> obviously Jones had gotten off to a hot start to, for the year, but uh, still quite crazy to me that that anybody would actually spend $60 on his card. Now I get, I guess I get it that like, if you expect the Packers to have a big year, Aaron Jones is probably going to have to be a big reason why, uh, just because of the youth and lack of eth- either either their athletic wide receivers are super young, Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson, or um, their experienced wide receivers are not uber athletic anymore. Uh, shout out Randall Cobb. Um, Had a nice game yesterday. Yeah, Cobb's nice, but he's he's not he's not twenty. 20- four-year-old Randall Cobb anymore. So it's pretty crazy to me. I don't think I would have expected that, but uh, I love to see it. Jim, I agree with you on yesterday's games were poorly played. Man, there were some weird scores and weird things that happened. 14 to 12, 21 to 19, 11 to 10. Um, a ton of low scoring games. The Vikings coming back on the Lions 20, 28 to 24. I mean, that's a, that's four games at least that were within a touchdown. Not even including an extra point. Real music wants to know what you think of Lazard. Um, I really like Lazard. I think he's a really nice wide receiver. I don't think he's a wide receiver. Number one. Um, I think if Lazard is your wide receiver number three, you're in really good shape. If he's your number two, it's a little bit more questionable. Uh, but he's he's big bodied. He can go up and get it a little bit. He can be a possession receiver if you want. Um, I, I I really like him, but I just don't think if he's your number one at the end of the season that you are going to be able to do anything, especially in playoffs against really good defenses, which is why we need Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs to develop. I like Jim's take here. You know, the quality on the field is being hampered by uh, the way they're running preseasons and all that stuff. And some of these, I mean, some of these teams don't even, Vikings and the Packers, neither team played any of their starters the entire preseason. I agree. So. All right. Moving on. All right. Music says Lazard reminds me of Drake London. Ooh, that's a nice compliment. Drake London, first round pick this year. Guess the price of the highest selling card of every member of the 700 home run club. So what I'm going to do is we're going to go oldest to youngest. So starting off out with Barry Bonds, moving to Hank Aaron, moving to, or Barry Bonds, starting out with Babe Ruth, moving to Hank Aaron, moving to Barry Bonds, moving to Albert Pujols. I'm going to give you the picture of the most expensive card that has ever sold of that player. And then I want you to guess the price um is everyone ready for this it should be i think this should be pretty fun all right number one is babe ruth and this is the 1933 gaudi psa 9 the best condition 1933 babe ruth gaudi in existence guess the price And I know I remember the ballpark, but uh, I didn't write down the answers, and I can't go to the next slide to figure it out. So uh, we're gonna let some 
we're going to let some guesses get in here and then uh, we will give the answer. Um, I will tell you this. This is a very expensive card. Very, very expensive. What's up, Big John? You missed my uh, Justin Fields slander. So you came in at the right time. All right, so we got guesses here. 4 million, 2 million, 2.8 million, 3.4 million. I will say Jordan's closest. Now it's tough. It's between it's between Jordan, Tech, and Big John. It's in the middle there. I don't know who is closest. 4.2 million. So Jordan and Tech. Um, though the card ladder value nowadays is $6.7 million. This sold on July 10th, 2021 in Memory Lane Auction. Um, <clears throat> just an absolutely incredible card, if you ask me. And a very high price, but considering what people are paying for cards of, um, you know, Justin Herbert. I know different sport, but like Justin Herbert and guys like that. Uh Four four million or six point seven million doesn't seem like it's enough at this point. We're talking Babe Ruth here, you know. Yeah, I agree with you on that. All right, next up is Hank Aaron. So this is nineteen fifty four tops Hank Aaron PSA nine, <clears throat> and it was given a PWCCA. So that does increase the value there. They PWCC has their own subgrade thing and uh they gave it an a like it is like the top 15 percent or so of hank aaron psa nines i'm not 100 percent sure what the percentage is but it is close to the top of all psa nines for um quote unquote niceness it's one of my favorites you probably knew that nate right i did uh do you did you ever did you ever end up grabbing one? I know uh, I know. Aaron did. He grabbed a PSA 3. <laughs> I actually have a 1964 that I grabbed um, prior to his passing. And uh, I don't even know what it's worth. I, I haven't even looked because I just like the card, you know? It's my only yeah. Aaron card. One of those things. There's certain cards that it's just like, could be worth something, but would you ever sell it? I don't know. Probably not. All right, so we have some guesses. Jordan says 1.6 million, and then he goes down to 720,000. Um, Jordan, that's not how this works, sir. Can't have two guesses. Uh, one, only one. Um, that Aaron will, will says that Aaron will be like eight to 900. Tech says 750. Jim says 750. Big John says 2.5. I'm assuming he means 2.5 million as opposed to uh, a <clears> thousand. And then uh, M Clipper says 650 and that boy, Tommy says 550. Well, we will see who's closest because I am. I honestly do not remember what the answer is here. And it is 720,000. So let's see who went, got closest without going. Oh, Jordan, did you cheat? Did you cheat? Did you look it up and then and then come back and put that in? We're disregarding Jordan's. I think he cheated. Um, and uh, MC, M Clippers. 
with the closest guess, 70,000 off, uh, but did not go over. Um, if we're disregarding Jordan for potential cheating, <clears throat> we'll let him defend himself. Let's see. Oh, <laughs> unbelievable. All right. On to the next one. This, it, this for me is going to be, was the hardest one. Barry Bonds. I, I didn't even know what Barry Bonds cards went for um, to start, but we've got, the 1986 Tops traded Tiffany set, uh, Barry Bonds rookie BGS 10. <clears throat> Barry Bonds, who pre steroids with the Pirates, won two MVPs and placed second in another one before going over to San Francisco and starting steroids, which is always the the worst what if in the world is that Barry Bonds would have been a Hall of Famer without the steroids and the fact that he started it and did all those steroids and ruined it. That career is just the worst. The worst. M Clippers says 18K. The pristine bonds go goes for a decent premium 15K. Um, remember that this is a Tiffany, not just the regular tops traded. So uh for those of you out there, just keep that in mind. <clears throat> Jordan says 30k. Jim says seven thousand eight hundred. So you do all kind of value Barry Bonds cards the same amount that um, the market realistically values Barry Bonds cards. So that's nice to see. Tech says 12.5K. And then Jim says he's upping it with the uh, with the Tiffany set to 13.2. What well, does the Tiffany say, mean, Nate? Um, honestly, <clears throat> I'm, pr I'm pretty sure it was a special a special set that wasn't printed a ton and it might have gone out to somebody else will know actually what Tiffany is, but I'm fairly confident it is a, uh, a special set that went out to maybe club members or something like stadium club started, but I'm not hundred percent sure. Big John says 26 K will says can't blame bonds. All pros are pathologically competitive. Probably drove them nuts to see guys like Sosa get all that love. And it's true. You know, you, other guys are doing steroids. You want to be the best. You take that. Um, you take that boost and you start doing steroids and see what happens. Uh, and I mean, it worked out. It's just, it's just, <clears throat> you don't get the eye at the plate he had with steroids. Maybe some of your flyouts turn into home runs, but the eye at the plate he had, <clears throat> and obviously he wouldn't have gotten intentionally walked as much, but like he still, still was insane. He was still really good. And uh, he just didn't need it. Well, I will say you are all off by a pretty significant margin. This sold <coughs> for $40,800 on the September 18th, uh, 2021 PWCC Premier Auction. So about a year ago, a year and a week, uh, it sold for $40,000, we'll say $41,000. That's putting out some money. Yeah, it is. So uh, pretty cool. Look, look at the card ladder value on it. Uh, well, the card ladder value, uh, Jordan was close at that point. Um, overpriced, says M Clippers. And, you know, it's tough to say. It, for me, anyways, like you're getting more and more people <clears throat> that view Barry Bonds in a different light because they just don't care as much about steroid use. And if you get enough people to just not care and say, hey, 
Barry Bonds was still amazing, regardless steroids or not, then I do think that maybe this isn't undervalued and he finally gets, uh, gets the shine that he probably deserves. Cause like, I, I get, I, I get what people say, but his steroid use turned him into the best baseball player ever. There's a lot of other guys that use steroids that were not the best baseball players ever. It's like the same argument people use when they say all Giannis does is 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 tall and and can dunk. That's why he's good. If what Giannis did was only because he was tall, every single tall guy would have been amazing. <clears throat> Truth from Nate. I agree. <clears throat> um, and and like Barry Bonds, I watched a clip of him. Obviously. I saw some of him growing up, right? You know, but we didn't have like access to Giants games, so it had to have been playing against the Brewers. I watched a clip of him facing Eric Gagne when Eric Gagne was at the tip top of his game, um, as a as a reliever, and Gagne got out ahead, o two on him. Bonds didn't even like break a sweat. He was basically smiling at the plate, and he just fouled off ball, fouled off ball, and then drove a ball into the river uh, or into the bay um, foul. And then the very next pitch proceeded to jack a home run to center field. And it was like, that was Barry Bonds. It didn't matter who was pitching to him. He was, he was incredible. Hmm. Uh, And Travis says, you don't think Trout has used steroids with all those injuries? I will say, um, I was talking to somebody, I won't out any names, uh, but I was talking to somebody who would know he's been in MLB clubhouses and I won't out any players, but he said he saw steroid use pretty rampant and that there were guys that got busted all the time. And if the players association liked them, it would just go away. And that it took guys usually an absurd amount, like 10 caught steroid conviction or, you know, like getting caught like 10 times before the imp- players association finally let a suspension be levied. So it is very likely that your favorite players probably, probably have done a steroid or two in the past. Maybe not all of them, but definitely a good amount of them. And uh, the MLB players association is very strong and can get some of these things just swept away. (laughs) You could be right, Nate, because there's always this talk like there's this assumption everybody does it in the MLB, you know? Yeah. And and that's why, that's why like, Fernando Tatis, uh, the guy who was telling me, he's like, he assumes that unless the MLB Players Association didn't like Tatis, there's an assumption that he probably got caught multiple times. And he he finally, they had to give him a suspension. All right. Nope. Won't tell you that. Uh, I'll have to let Alexa do that for you. I don't know if you ever saw that video, but there's a video of a little kid going up to Alexa and asking uh, if reindeer are real. And Alexa says no. And the kid just starts loses it. Alexa's a machine. No emotion. Doesn't know what's going on. Oh, it's talking to me right now. And this is why, you know, Travis says over half the pro players do roids. It's a given. And this is why it's so stupid that people gatekeep the Hall of Fame and say that Barry Bonds can't get in. Because 
there's a ton of guys that do it. And none of those guys are as good as Barry Bonds. All right. Last one is Albert Pujols. Any guesses? Real quick, we've we've used up a lot of time, so we'll go through these last ones uh, quickly. Um, Albert Pujols, two thousand, <coughs> excuse me, two thousand one Bowman Chrome Refractor Auto, number to five hundred PSA ten ten. Uh, I'll tell you. I'll give you a hint. It's more than Barry Bonds. It's less than Hank Aaron. It's a sweet card, too. All right, Jordan is cheating. Jordan's a cheater, cheater, Derek Jeter. And uh, we'll just give it away. $462,000. He thinks he's funny, but he might get blocked. I might block him. I might block him. Jordan, today might be the day. We we will see. We will see. We will see. Keep it up. Keep it up. As my grandma used to tell me, keep it up. <laughs> the grandma from Philly? Yeah. I didn't cheat on this, I promise. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. All right, all right, Jordan. All right, all right, all right, all right. I'm impressed. <clears throat> you were a bit closer than Will and Jim, <clears throat> to be fair. All right. And Which we card has the, the... We followed up the steroid conversation with the comment, I didn't cheat. <laughs> and speaking of guys that most likely use steroids... Albert Pools. Uh, which card has the highest percentage increase in the last year? So from last September to this September, minimum $50. Which card of all the cards out there has gone up? And I'm just going to start giving these away because we are close to the hour here. That is Aaron Judge 2013 Bowman Chrome Black Auto number to 35 BGS 95. You could have got this card a year ago. On October 25th for $2,228. And on September 22nd, it sold for $25,000. <clears> I have seen insane trends in my lifetime, but nothing more than this. This guy, yes, he is having an amazing year. Yes, if he wasn't on the Yankees, the Yankees probably aren't a playoff team. He's also going to be on the wrong side of 30 by the time he signs a huge contract. He's not going to be playing in a contract year where he has to put up massive stats and play every game. There's only, in my mind, there's only one way that this card can go, and it's going to be a bloodbath for this person that bought it 922, and probably also the person that bought it 910, and probably also the person that bought it 723. It is not going to be good. He's an awesome story, though. He is an awesome story. It's been super fun to watch. Heck it's yeah. just, it's just a card going from two thousand two hundred twenty-eight dollars to twenty-five thousand eleven months later, off of one season. It's just it. It's not good. It's throwing your money away essentially. And then, which card had the highest price decrease in the last year? Minimum fifty dollars, and that is. Jaden Sancho. So you're going to say to me, hey, this is a funny graph. That's gigantic. And then it goes all the way down and stays down there. Fair. Um, the prices around this before this were all similar priced. They were all best offers except for one auction that went for a reasonable amount. So like, and then it was higher before that. So there is some potential that somebody was messing with it 
um, and was buying all the best offers and put the auction up to try to boost the price. I don't know. That being said, <clears throat> what we have is a 93.5% drop from $1,350 to $87 in a year. That is as rough as it gets. <clears throat> Absolutely as rough as it gets. And then real quick, which three players are tied for the Champions League lead in goals? Anybody have a guess on that? Uh, it's actually, even if you don't know anything about soccer, you've likely heard of these three guys. And even if you uh, hate Messi and Ronaldo, um, which is not these two guys, you still probably heard of these three guys, if that makes sense. Uh, just this year, just in this year's Champions League games, which there's been, what, two? This season, this season. I bet you we can get somebody to get two out of three. Oh, yeah. I mean, I could get two out of three. Two, year ago, two years ago, Nathan, who knew way less about soccer than he does today, could have still gotten two out of three. Most soccer card collectors for sure can get two out of three on this one. We got one up there. <clears throat> Is Nate talking soccer? Can we get his temperature? Ice cold right now. Um, so, yes, we have Mbappe and Holland, two. Of Holland. So we've got Jordan has two. Those were the two easier ones. <clears throat> Does anybody know? And they're all tied with three goals each. Who is the third? It's yeah, not Benicius. And Brandy Jr. is not Kareem Benzema, is not Dusan Vlahovic. It is not Christian Pulisic. But the guy is a beast. I will give you one more hint. He's Polish. And Jim did say Holland also correct. And he also said Mbappe. So uh, Jim and Jordan have the two of the three right. There you go. Yep, there we go. Jordan Lewandowski is the third. There you go. And I think I have one. Oh, I have one. Maybe two more. I think I have two more questions. The list of F1 drivers who have posted fastest lap in a race this year is seven names long. Six of those drivers have done it multiple times. Which driver out of the seven, has only done it once? It's a good question, Nate. This will take some... Uh... <clears throat> this, this would have taken some, uh, some talent, <laughs> but I guess Jordan's just on one today. It is, in fact, and since we're lacking time, uh, Verstappen's won multiple, Leclerc's won multiple, Hamilton's won multiple. The other guys that have won multiple, Sergio Perez, Carlos Sainz. The one guy that has only won one is Jordan's first guess, Lando Norris. And he won that in Monaco with a lap of 1 minute 14.693 seconds. Oh, I have two. I have two more questions. Okay, two more. <clears throat> what was the highest selling card in 2022 that wasn't from uh, 
wasn't from the four major American sports. So not NFL, NBA, MLB, or NHL. The highest selling card. I put two options up there because one was a private sale. So I don't, or one was a, not a private sale, but a, um, it was a rally, rally road, like buyout thing, which was weird. So uh, I put up a second option. Um, so there's, there's two different ones. From what I could find. And uh, Jordan has one of them. The Hamilton Super Factor that sold for 900 k That is the second one though. <laughs> and the first one. Jordan's just on it today. He knows, he knows his trivia. Pele. 1953. A word I can't say because I don't know how to say it. Pele base PSA 9. That sold by a rally buyout. For $1,330,000 on February 12th. And then, of course, <coughs> the 2020 Tops Chrome Super Actor Lewis Hamilton PSA 7 that sold for nine hundred grand on April 30th, 2022. And then one last question today. Will the Brewers make the playoffs? We pretty much need to go essentially seven. We need the Phillies to go five and five, and we need to go seven and two. To make the playoffs or six and three and the Phillies have to go four and six. Um, <clears throat> so you're saying the odds are not with us, huh? The odds are not in our favor. If maybe if we had beaten the Reds yesterday, instead of losing two to one, uh, we would have maybe had a better chance, but uh, the odds are not looking good right now. I am. Uh, the Brewers have beaten me down. This is how I feel. Uh, the Brewers are the, are, they've been as, as disappointing as it gets to say the least. So I, I think- they have a 500 record against winning teams. So above 500 teams, they have a winning record. The Phillies, the Braves and the Padres all have losing records against 500 teams or, or, or teams above 500. They all have losing records. The team that doesn't is the Brewers. They have a 500 record exactly, 31 and 31 against winning teams, and yet we couldn't take care of business against the Pirates, the Reds, or the Cubs. Just the worst. So, you know, it was going to be one of those years right from the start. Yeah. So, for everyone that doesn't have a disappointing team out there, um, shout out, you know, to, uh, so I, Travis is a disappointed Twins fan, but Jim seems to be excited about the Mets. So, yeah. So that's all I got today. I think we are out of questions. Uh, good job, Nate. Lab. Anything left? Nah, I just want to say good job. That was super entertaining and uh, good discussion. Thank you, everybody, for attending. It was great. Thanks for letting me steal Aaron's chair here. Perfect. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining tonight. Um, the next time you see us on YouTube, we will be on the PWCC FlipQuest at 9.45 p.m. Eastern Time on Sunday night next week. Uh, otherwise, if you want to see our hear our beautiful voices again, you can join Whatnot on Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time for our What's Brewing episode. We will be giving away $750 worth of cards, and that will be two boxes of 2017 tops chrome we will be going aaron judge hunting so if you want a chance add some free packs and maybe a free aaron judge 
Join us on Whatnot on Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern on the Slab Stocks channel. Will be really fun. <clears throat> be awesome, awesome to see some of the uh, regulars come in and win those prizes. So hopefully that, that, that would be out. really fun. I would love, I would love if one of you guys came in and and, and got some got an Aaron Judge or a uh, Cody Pellinger or something. With that being said, thank you everyone for joining tonight's YouTube live. I had a good time. I hope you guys had a good time, and uh, we will talk to you guys again next time. See ya.